When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hi, everybody. Don McDonald here, along with Tom Cock, doing something we do, well, a lot. Every week on the radio, almost every day on our podcast, and that is talking real money issues with you. The really important, or at least the stuff we think is really important, that ha- somehow impacts your bottom line in uh, in some way, shape, or form, particularly your future bottom line, because that's the thing you struggle most with most of the time. So we're here to help. You can call us for free. It's easy, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And uh, remember, almost every Saturday, you can call us live, 855-935-TALK. Got a couple hours, we want to spend them with you as opposed to talking about the things that we think are important. Now, in this in this particular economy, we have a tight job market still. A lot of jobs, tough to fill certain jobs out there. Uh, yeah, some companies are laying off, but it's still, they say, they say, the Fed, I guess, says it's a tight job market. What I don't understand is if it's so hard to find top-notch employees, why aren't more people in the hedge fund industry hiring monkeys to manage their portfolios? I just don't understand it. They work for, for peanuts, for bananas, and they are incredible stock pickers still, Tom. Not still. They just the, the the beat goes on here. Uh, this this the, and we've got a couple of different uh, comparisons to make. But heard on the street is a column in the Wall Street Journal. They took a look at five years of data where they looked at uh, hedge fund performance versus the random blindfolded monkey throwing dart gang throwing uh, darts at newspaper financial pages. Just random. Do you really stocks. have to blindfold the monkey? I mean, I would think it would be just as effective without the blindfold. I don't think I want to give them the darts either uh, and be yeah. anywhere nearby when they're throwing them, but <laughs> apparently they're still throwing pretty well because they they, they beat the, the people, the, the hedge fund folks at this recent conference by 22 percentage points over five years. They said they're going to they're going to keep it going next year for the 50th anniversary because this is, of course, based on Professor Burton Malkill's book, A Random Walk Down Wall Street, which I highly recommend. Because many people have no idea what we're talking about. What we're talking about is just buying the market versus randomly picking stocks. And that the randomness is exactly why it's so hard for the people that you pay way more than peanuts, Don, the active mutual fund managers, for them to do better than the random. Let's go back just a little bit further. How about 1975 and 2006? Wait, wait. 1975. Did you just say go back a little further? Nineteen. Well, for me, that's a little between nineteen seventy-five and two. Yeah, okay. You, you were just creeping out of high school, barely. Yeah. Well, now still in it. Uh, but in that period, half of one percent of managers had 
demonstrable skill to outweigh the fund's cost. In other words, they were smart enough to make up for the difference that they charge versus just an index fund. And of course, what are we what are we suggesting again, as we have many times? And why are we suggesting it again? Well, because we look at your portfolios regularly. You're still using actively managed mutual funds. You're still hiring managers and hedge funds and everything to do better than the market. But we can't find those people that uh, that you got to pay way more than peanuts or bananas to, uh, to to do that, really. And this is on and on. I mean, we could do this story every year, 10 times a year, 20 times a year. And what do you learn? Are you sure that the monkeys aren't just really gifted monkeys? Maybe they're just really, really savvy monkeys because, I mean, they're consistently winning. This is all just random. It's they just they pick uh, ten. Of course, it's just ten random. stocks and go long. Yeah, two shot, two stocks and go short, and then they let them ride. And, and they, you they won't don't know these names. They don't really use monkeys. You won't know either. the names. I won't no, know. No, I know. I won't know the name. Okay, actually, you might. I knew the. One, I know one name: Maui Land and Pineapple, because I've seen it when I've been in Maui. Maui Land, but Maui no Land and Pineapple. So yeah. there's a competitor to other, Dole over on whatever that private island I don't is. Think Dole is even in. I don't think Dole's even in Hawaii anymore. They left Hawaii. But They're the ones who pretty I much started Hawaii. I, dude, I didn't tell them. I didn't boot them. But I'm just saying. Well, so. Hey, Random is good. Random is good. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. It fascinates me. Human nature always fascinates me. Oh, by the way, our number is 855-935-TALK. Human nature fascinates me because we continue to insist that we know more than we know. And to this day, there is still a huge group of people who believe they can pick stocks. And and again, we just showed you another example of why you can't pick stocks. Monkeys throwing darts do better. But uh, a good friend of ours, Henrik Bessenbinder, who is a professor at Arizona State University? I think he's he's still alive, right? In 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 Prague. Wait, no, it's in in somewhere in the United States. You said States. Arizona State I a know, minute I'm ago. Joking. Uh, oh, okay. He he came out with another of his fascinating studies uh, showing yeah. that that uh, if you try to pick stocks, it's here's another reason it's a losing game. It's the the positive returns in the stock market come from less than one third of one percent. Of the stock. In other words, basically everybody else makes like T bills. You got to be in that one third of one percent. So the idea that you can pick those is outrageous. So instead, just own all of them. But you know, if you could, if those few make up almost all of the return that ends up that has ended up over time giving people a a double digit average annual return on their money, can you imagine how good your return would be if you just pick the good ones? You got to go into that haystack and pick the needles, and I'd rather just take the haystack. But you take what you like. Yeah, so. no, I'm just saying you'll never pull it off. But I think that may be part could. of the attraction sure. is that is that if you win big, you know, it's like buying that lottery ticket for that billion dollar lottery. If you could just pick that one number, oh gosh, you'd be. Set. I've still never met anybody who has. I haven't either. And the closest person, by the way, that I've ever somewhat been associated with is 
a relative of one of our clients who just got drafted in the NFL draft who stands to make, I think I looked it up, like $15 million or something. Okay, so, that's, that's a, a different money. kind of lottery. No, yeah, but you have to work a little. You have to work a little yeah, harder well, at that. A lot, yeah. yeah. I mean, whereas oh, yeah, you, no, no, no you question. can't work harder for a lottery ticket. No, well, yeah, no, I, I, you really I, can't. Like, <laughs> and and, and people say, well, maybe no, you which, can. Which and I go, store? no, only if you cheat. If you cheat, yeah, yeah okay. you can win a lot of things if you cheat. 855-935-8255. That is a phone number that will bring you to us every Saturday and 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where you can leave questions, too. And uh, let's get to our first call of the day, and that is Marla. Marla, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello, Marla. Marla, I'm not even hearing the, the line click sound. I don't hear any. I don't hear any phone sound whatsoever. So you know, if there's a familiar should, phone clicky sound you usually hear. Yeah, but this is maybe not the sound. So, so maybe we should move on. Given the fact that I'm three thousand miles from the studio and you're like twenty, is it about twenty? Oh, like I'm gonna like move. Yeah, like as the crow flies. Yeah. So you really sure, don't. Like you really don't have a great excuse for not being in the studio. Not as good as mine. I just like the rest of America. I don't want to have to go to the office. I don't want to have to go to the office. <laughs> Nobody goes to the yeah. office anymore. Come on, man. That's so, so really, 2019. You're, it's on air, but it's not on air. What's that? Can't, you can't that hear is... me. I'm on my cell phone. Oh, oh. now we can. Something oh, magically happened, Marla. It's fixed now. What's going on? Oh, um, I'm. Uh, you scared me. Uh, I'm with Sorry. Raymond James. I have been for mm, maybe 15 years, and he's been great. I'm real happy. Uh, some things I lose on, some things have been great investments, uh, like Apple, for instance, Amazon. Uh, but um, I just found out what charges he's taking for the last quarter, and it was $1,500. And that kind of surprised me that his fees were this high. I have a very important question now to ask. Um, how much money do you have invested with him? That'll tell me a lot about well, that fee. I can just tell you that I have 518000 value. Okay, so you're paying 6000 a year. Yes, for, I am. For 518000 Paying about one and a quarter. About one and a quarter, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. That's, that's on the high side. Yeah, it's not on the ridiculous side. It's not outrageous. It's not outrageous. But, it's high. but, 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 it really depends on how he's building portfolios. You know, because... What the other costs of... Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, what the other costs are. I mean, it's like, what kinds of things other than individual stocks does he have you invested in? I can tell you I've got it in front of me. You he are so well prepared, Marla. Well, my friend, my best friend uh, listens to you and takes your advice, and she's the one that says, you better ask some questions. Um, so he just bought FIMM Money Market Port Fund. FN. Okay, that's just a money market. What else? That's just a money. Give us another one. It sounds like Fidelity products. Uh, uh, ALFIQ. I'm not sure what that is. I'm going to find out for you right now. Yeah. Um, A L. Let's see. Okay. Hold on. Just give me give me some okay. more while I look these up. Uh, advanced micro devices, but so, I think that's a stock. Yeah, it is. That is a stock. Yep. So, so is ALFIQ. Uh, ALFIQ, I think, is Alfie. 
Yeah, it's an it's a stock. Uh, American Funds New World Fund New World NFF. Fund. Yeah. Okay, give me, me give me the whole give me the whole symbol because I want to see which American fund it is. Yeah, NFFX. A M M F. Wait. No, N F F F X. N. New World Fund. American Funds New World New World Fund. Yeah, F2. Okay, okay, I want to just, I'm trying to figure I'm out what the I'm seeing the expense ratio at 70 basis, basis points. points. No, I'm going to, I'm, yeah, I got I'm 60, 68. 68. So that's expensive. So, okay. so this tells us a lot. Yeah, okay. This tells us mm-hmm. a lot of really interesting things. Uh, one, you are paying too much. You're paying more than you should. Two, he's doing a thing that we don't like, and that is stock picking. Uh-huh. As we said earlier, Stock pickers generally lose versus just buying the market. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. If you went to a fee-only advisor that charged 1% per year and used just asset class funds to give you massive diversification like we do, your fees per year would run right around 1.25 to 1.3% per year max. Whereas with this guy just using this American fund and your fee structure, you're at yeah. almost 2%. No, more than that. I'm coming up with. Well, wait, 1. 1. 1.25. Okay. Really? Yeah. Plus 0. 0.63. 1.9. Yeah, 1.9, which is close to 2. Yeah. And so Plus, you're also it's, it's playing expensive. the individual stock market, which we think is a foolish, foolish, foolish thing to do. Um, this yeah, is very typical what, what we call broker's portfolio, yeah. where they have several individual equities they have actively managed funds they might sprinkle in a little bit of index funds we can say oh yeah you're invested in index funds well not all of it so yeah at least he's using the no load funds which is great i mean that part is honorable but you're paying too much and you're getting what we think what we believe based on science real research is is bad advice individual stocks are not right for you Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. This is the this is the direction the brokerage industry is going. What Marla was talking about is the way the industry is going. They're moving toward a fee-based model. And this is going to allow for a much higher degree of confusion among clients. It really does. It, it, it was almost easier when they just charged commissions. Yeah, then you could say, here's how I'm getting paid. And by the way, later in the program, we may get to a piece talking about how you, investors, have said the most important thing in your relationship with an advisor is uh, getting the right, knowing how much you're paying. So it's a, it's an interesting topic. Or Absolutely. in the next podcast, possibly. Okay, pardon me. So Coming up soon. You got time for a question here? Always have time for questions. I love okay, questions. This- I do Q and A on Fridays. I love questions. Bill, uh, you, you, and you're, that's a great podcast for those of you who have not listened. It's one of my favorites, obviously. Honestly, Friday um, Q and A day. Comes from, I love it. Bill in Bothell. I was thinking Bill could also move to maybe Ballard or Buffalo. Anyway, um, he says I'm debating whether to pay off my mortgage. I refinanced at two point three seven percent, but I can also get a certificate of deposit for a year at four percent. I'm adding to my mortgage payment by about a thousand dollars a month to pay it off in seven years instead of 14 years why i mean really the only reason to do this is because for some reason it gives you a nice warm fuzzy feeling 
to have well, a paid off. Well, he's going to retire in seven years. So people think I'm going to retire. I, I'm with you. Yeah. So I think it's silly. I mean, plus you're going to have about less it. liquidity. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, let's go with the with the most obvious. You can invest that and make more money. And you could do it with absolutely no risk. You should be able to invest that and make more money, a lot more money, if you took a little risk. But with no risk whatsoever, you could just beat the tar out of that thing. Heck, you could get yourself, you know, if, if you wanted to, you could probably get yourself a 20-year bond, which we wouldn't suggest, that would be close to double what you're paying out. Which it gives you would give you the money to pay the mortgage every month practically. I, I just think it's a foolish thing, and it is it's old school. It's the oh, I it gotta is. have yeah. my house paid off. But the reality is, debt. very few people re- anymore live their entire retirement in that same old homestead. They downsize. They move into retirement communities. They go into care facilities. They they move to Florida, and by the way, I'm here now. You all need to stop now. Hey, all I all I have to say is, hey guys, you think about moving to Florida? Two words, DeSantis. Uh, Oh, it's one word. (laughs) I mean, really, just think about it for a minute. This is supposed to be a politics-free zone. I just Um, okay. I I just I just don't like him picking on Disney. That's the only thing. I just let's let's leave Florida out of it for a moment. If you have money you're borrowing at 2.3%, yeah. that is really cheap money. Um, and again, here's the other part that I, th- I mentioned briefly, but I think it doesn't get the attention it deserves. It's not a good idea to have all your money tied up in your home because you can't get at it generally. Yeah, you could get a reverse or you could sell it, but... To get at it, if you're going to live there, it's much more difficult. So I'd rather see you stay liquid, save the money, pay the mortgage. It sounds like you can afford it and not tie up everything in your home. That's the other reason. And 2.3 is. Wow, yeah. And, and the, the other much. question I have, the liquidity is huge. That is absolutely huge. Because if something horrible happens in your life and you need to be able to tap a large amount of capital very quickly, it's hard to get it out of a house quickly. But the other the other thing is. If you paid off that house, what are you going to do with that extra two or three or whatever thousand dollars a month you're not paying? What what? How is that going to change your lifestyle dramatically? It probably isn't well, because you will have taken yeah. other capital that could be supporting you to pay it off and locking it up. It's just mm, we think paying off a low interest mortgage is a bad wow. idea. Now, if By your way, mortgage so was the, five or six or seven, hey, different story. And by the way, this is one of the problems with the housing in market today is that people don't want to sell because they have these cheap mortgages. They don't want to have to turn around and then buy something and pay 6.5% or whatever I can going never, ever time. move, I've determined. Locked in. I, yeah, it's I tougher. Just, I just can't ever move because right now a two-bedroom apartment is the same amount of money I pay every month on my house, and i got more room. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. 855-935-TALK. That's the number. Give us a call. We'd love to help you out with money issues, and we'd love to help you uh, find another reason to skip Florida. 
I got another one. I, this is non-political. This is just uh, zoological. This is zoological. This is totally God zoological. Help us if it's not okay. It's zoological. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Please. Did you hear the news story yeah. during the bottom of the hour? Listening about the young woman, thirteen years old, who had to punch a shark yes. in the face Spot in Florida. Yeah, she had to yeah. punch. Well, do you yes, know what people remarkable. in Florida do in addition to punching out sharks all the time? They regularly have to punch <laughs> out alligators, dinosaurs. You have to punch dinosaurs in the face in Florida. There's a story that's just from a month or so ago. Daytona Beach, Florida. A guy opens his door to go outside at 930 at night and a gator lunges. <laughs> How big? A big, big enough. Doesn't Apparently matter, guess, does get bit, it bit into yeah, his right, leg. Yeah. So he just yanks his leg ah. back and slams the door shut on the gator. But, uh, oh, there's oh. a picture of it. Um, yeah. You know, really, do you care how big a dinosaur is? It's pretty much a dinosaur. No, actually, you yeah. probably don't. Yeah. yeah. So um, mm, that, Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, we were walking the dog last night. My wife goes, don't walk too close to the lake. I'm going, okay, I'm sorry. Gators. End of the dog. End of the dog. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. You can also call us 24-7, and then we answer them later, like this one. Hey, good morning, Don and Tom. Hey, um, so I've called in before. Um, it's Bob from San Antonio. I just have a quick question on my um, what we've determined to be our risk, uh, <sighs> risk aversion of 70-30%. And uh, in my 70%, what I've done is I've uh, picked up an international on your recommendation to have some international, and I chose VXUS. And so with that in mind, um, of our 70% portfolio, what do you think we should have in that particular fund? And then if you don't think that's a good fund, if you could recommend another international fund that's better, then I'd really appreciate it. And that's it. Thank you. Sir, what do you think? Yeah, well, I'm trying to make sure I know what VXUS. VX it's the okay, ETF. The it's total the total international. Yeah, total international. Yeah, yeah. So this holds, you know, a broadly diversified index of stocks from around the world, except for the United States. That's the right. Well, US he said for his, yeah. For his um, what do I think? It's yeah. A so here's the thing. Um, how much his question is, if I'm 70 percent in stocks and 30 percent in bonds, how much of the 70 percent should be in mm -hmm. international? And I would split yeah. that about 60, so, I mean, 40, roughly. Yeah, it's about which is about what the world is in terms of the value of companies today. So what's 60 times 70? That sounds like 40. No, that would, uh, I've got it all backwards here. So, 60, so about no, so it would be about 40, 40 to 30. <laughs> to get the calculator out. About 40, 30. Pretty close. 40% U.S., 30%. Yeah, 40%. Yeah. That, okay, 40%. I was right. Yeah. So 40 to 60 is that. 60%. 40% in the U.S., 30% in VX U.S. But here's the caveat. If you have access to good small or small value, I would probably – take some of that 30 maybe put it into the international and downsize both the u.s large that you own and the international so that you have a proper amount of exposure 
to smaller and value companies. That becomes very important. So, But in a general sense, yeah, I think having 40% of your stock holdings in international, that's fine. And a nice way to get that small cap value component uh, on the U.S. side is to have a little bit in AVUV, for example, just like 5% of your yeah. 70%, and have about 4% of your 70% in AVDV, which is the international small cap value. Yeah, so now you're now you're really starting to get back to the tilt, if you will, the lean into those smaller and more value-oriented firms. I think that makes good sense, sure. Again, some of this is how much work do you want to do. Right. Because if you just own total U.S. and total international, that's, you know, that, fine. that's okay. We would prefer you to do a little different, yeah. Prefer, but but again, that's just we're quibbling a little bit, yeah, because we're talking about just fractional increases, a little here and a little there. Um, but when you own the the uh, the VXUS, you own get this, almost eight thousand stocks, eight thousand crazy. That is a hugely diversified a lot portfolio. of diversification. Yep. 855-935-TALK. We've got time and we want to talk with you about all the things you do with your dough on this show. I'm Don. That's Tom. Stick around. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you need a little help with a little money issue in your life, call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Now, earlier we talked about how indexing or passive investing, while it's it's a winning strategy, it has been proven to work for decades, it's hard to get people to change and to move away from active money management, as we heard in an earlier caller. But it's curious. You would think, I guess I can get it a little bit with stocks, you know, because you're trying to pick the best stock. But when it comes to fixed income, how you, it, it, it's Bonds. pretty straightforward. Bonds. There's there's either very high quality or very low quality, and then all the things in the middle. But you can't really pick the best bonds. They're just bonds. They're kind of boring. And so you would think that there would be a whole lot more indexing than there actually is. It's shocking how few, how little of the industry is in it, index bonds. It's staggering, shocking, shocking. outrageous. It is. Uh, <laughs> according to this article from Bloomberg, it's, it's right now only about 31% of the fixed income money in funds is managed to a index or passive approach. I believe that means the other 69 is not. That's what that would mean. Um, that would mean a lot of PEMCO total return and income funds are being managed out there for some sort of winning strategy at high expenses. Now, if you feel bad for the passive or index funds, a decade ago it was only 13% was invested in passive or index-style funds. And here's the better part. People are voting by their feet. Listen to these numbers assuming I can find them, um, <laughs> which I apparently can't. Oh, here we go. Last you got year, too many 2022, which is a bad year for bonds. Music stand. I know. Last year, last year was a bad year for bonds, okay? Doesn't mean you sell them and run off to something else, but people did. Mm -hmm. Crazy. A passive 
index style bond funds added about $300 billion while the active, the, the bond pickers bled about $750 billion. So people sold those. They moved over to the passive index. I don't know where the other. I was going to say there's $450 million went. Uh, 450 I, I know. I, billion or million? My guess, my guess is it went into some. Uh, that's with a B. Billion, yeah. B, as in billion. My guess is they went to an alternative you know, product of some kind that will make you all the money oh. without any of the risk or something. But but this is still good news. Um, by the way, the largest, you may know this, mm-hmm. this is a little quiz. Okay. The largest uh, bond market exchange traded fund? Um, BND. Is what? You know? I don't, I don't know, BND. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. Well, it just seems yeah, obvious. BND. It's the Vanguard exactly right. Total Bond Index fund. Vanguard, yeah, makes sense. At uh, ninety-two billion dollars, as in B, billion, billion, billion. So I again, but just to finish the thought, there is no reason for you to allow someone to pick a actively managed bond fund for you. There is no reason for you to use an actively managed bond fund. And I believe you can still find it on the internet. Scott Burns, who was then at the time writing for the Wall Street Journal, found the only way to increase your return with bond funds was to pay less. Well, that, that makes perfect no sense because there's the no thing. trick. So. There's no trick to it. I mean, really, the only way PIMCO adds return is by invoking some really complex strategies involving hedging and leverage and uh, all kinds of convoluted stuff that end up costing you. I mean, for give you an example, BND is 0.3% per year, and the PIMCO income fund is like just under 0.03. 1%. A point oh three, yeah, I'm sorry, point oh three, and the Pimco income yeah. is just under one percent per year. You got to work really hard to make up that extra money. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number, and Steve, uh, Patty, you're up next. No, wait, Steve, you're up next. I I'm skipped over. Hi, Steve. Steven. Hey, old guys. Hey, hey. Hello. Hey. Hey, I got. I got we'll John take, we'll and Tom, not sure. Bob and John, right? Yeah, you're you whatever we whatever no, you want to call us. Bartles and oh, James. Well, you just tell, lunch is served, we're there. <laughs> I was gonna tell Tom a joke Dumb about an airplane, we'll but there. I was afraid it would go over his head. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna steal that one. Wow, he, one, okay? he now don't give him any more bad jokes, Steve. Hey, uh, no, my question is, really is my retirement fund is yeah. with uh, Empower Retirement, Yep. Uh, which I know they suck. Well, they don't totally don't suck, but okay, go ahead. No, they're not. No, they're, no. They just have some expensive options. Well, on their on their dashboard, on their home board, they tell me if I retire at, at whatever year that I can draw an income of um $3,500 or whatever it is, and I assume that's an annuity. However, yep. they claim to be fiduciary. Do they? Hmm. Yes. Well, yeah. uh, I'm a member of a local union here in Kentucky. That? Okay, but... Uh, let, let him finish. Okay. Just don't By the way, I am yeah, not no, a you're fan not letting him finish. Because people send those to me on a regular basis. Well, th- let me say something yeah, well, first I, about that number. I don't trust those numbers. <laughs> Because I see them a lot. People right. send them to me. I go, where in the world did they come up with that income? Wishful thinking. Yeah, often. I don't know. So uh, what's your question? question is, though, yeah. No, I'd have. I've, well, uh, 
a few years ago, they were talking about uh, passing legislation to require anyone who handled retirement accounts to be actual fiduciaries. Did that ever pass? No. Okay. It did not. Well, well it like kind of did, we, and then it, it, it kind of got killed. It took yeah. it back. Yeah. We have a local regional bank that, that is an intermediary between Empower and the uh, union membership, and they – like I said, they claim to be fiduciary. Good Lord, their fees are astronomical. And uh, like I said, I didn't think they could be fiduciary if they're offering us a fixed amount at the end of retirement, uh, which would indicate to me that it was an annuity. Okay, but you see, that that's the thing, is that e even a fiduciary can offer somebody an annuity if the annuity is in the best interest of that person. However, to make a blanket recommendation across your client base that an annuity is the right way to go would violate, at least in my opinion, the highest level of the fiduciary standard. Here's how they get around all of this. They provide a lot of different options and opportunities. Uh, they are not making, from what I understand, Empower does not get a commission from the sale of annuities, but... They do get some sort of some sort. They get something for doing it. Uh, it is it is very the whole stupid fiduciary standard is so muddy and gray and opaque as to make it easy for anybody out there, including the big wirehouses, the big brokerage firms, to say, "Oh yeah, we're fiduciaries," because well, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Yeah, well, I have so, downloaded the, way, the back, form. Steve, no. Yeah, and, I take uh, that to them. I, I have not had an opportunity to speak with anyone to actually get them to look at the form. And when I call Empower, they will not let me talk to a fund manager. I'm like, dude, I've got a million dollars in your freaking... Yeah, but, uh, but, 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 but Steve, a, a million dollars to them is a drop in the proverbial bucket. You need to talk to like somebody in your union and say, you need to help me get some answers. Thanks for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. You know, something really interesting happens when there's um, a lot of financial news, financial news about debt crises and, you know, the recessions and all this stuff. People freak out, particularly people who are getting close to retirement like us. Um, and that's why we're doing a special class. We only do a couple of classes a year now. And Tom and I are doing a class in May on the 24th called Keep Calm and retire strong. It's just a basic primer on how to maintain your perspective during these markets. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com to sign up right now. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 